Sports and Entertainment Talk Radio. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWEAM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. Too much fun behind there. Of course uh, I am. <laughs> Hello, welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D of DNA. What's going on? This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where you bring the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Call in 404-603-8770. If you need the toll-free number, that's 888-926-7562. If you want to see us visually, tune in. Periscope as well as Facebook Live. You also notice that we have a special guest with us this evening, Dr. Kevin James. In the building. Hey, how you feeling, sir? Man, I'm doing well about yourself. Doing excellent. You the snazzy are, suit you got there, bro. Yeah, you know, oh, he came dressed yeah. to impress, making us look hey, bad. I today. know. We'll be in our pajamas and stuff. This guy, we're clean cut. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's the, why you're behind the booth. The pajama, pajama, pajamas part for sure. <laughs> Stop. We got a lot to discuss today. NFL, uh, NBA, NHL. Um... What else? Uh, college football to discuss, but I want to give our guest the proper introduction that he is due and why he is here as president of Morris Brown College. Yes, sir. How long have you been president? Yes. I've been the interim president uh, for 10 months. Going on 10 months, and uh, it's a heavy, heavy lift, but I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, we're doing some very important work at uh, Georgia's first and only HBCU that was founded by black folks. And wow. so we're doing some heavy, heavy lifting and uh, restoring Morris Brown College. Now, how are you trying to bring back Morris Brown? That well, restoration tour. Yes, yes, yes. Well, first and foremost, we're working on our accreditation. We lost our accreditation in 2002, and uh, we're working on that right now. We submitted our application, it was approved, and now we're working on what's called the self study. We're literally writing a book, dissertation on ourselves regarding who we are as an institution, everything A to Z, faculty, um, academic affairs, programs, facilities, financial stability, everything. And um, we're going to be submitting that self-study very soon. Once we submit that self-study, if it's, a, if it's approved, they will send a peer review team, uh, college presidents uh, from other institutions who will come and verify what we said that we are. 
And then once we get through that process, the Transnational Association of Christian Colleges and Schools, which is the accrediting agency, will come down and then verify what those presidents said that we said that we are. And so it is a long process, but the goal is for us to be a candidate for accreditation October of 2020. We will be the first HBCU in history to ever come back under these kind of circumstances and get our accreditation back. Wow. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a quite a long process then. Oh, yeah. So let's backtrack just for a second. Sure. How did the accreditation get lost? Yeah. In 2002, uh, the institution was placed on probation for some financial mismanagement and uh, dealing with financial aid and different things. And so the institution lost its accreditation. They appealed, but they lost the appeal. And so in 2000, end of 2002, beginning of 03, Morris Brown lost its accreditation with SACS. Uh, that's the Southern, Southern Association of Colleges and Schools. And so uh, since that time, the institution has been open, but it's just been operating as an unaccredited institution. Okay, so students can go to school there. They yes. just don't get credits for going to school there. Well, they get credits, they get a degree, but um, in some institutions won't accept the credits if they want to transfer because they're not accredited. And also, when you're not accredited, you're not eligible for federal financial aid. And so that is the major, major thing that students need to be able to go to school. So literally, and I'm very transparent everywhere I go about this, our institution went from 2,700 students to about 70 students overnight because students couldn't pay for it. We don't have federal financial aid. You know, but that's why they wanted to do something, the board wanted to do something different this time. Um, uh, they hired me uh, earlier this year, and so we've been working on getting our accreditation back, raising the monies that we're going to need, restoring the, the facilities, restoring the institution, and we're making a phenomenal, we're making a lot of phenomenal um, momentum. We got a lot of phenomenal momentum regarding uh, getting our accreditation back and moving the institution forward. Okay. Why did you take the job? I know, man. <laughs> People ask me, what in the world are you thinking? I took the job because I truly believe that God sent me to do this work. It's a heavy lift, but I, I feel like all of my previous experiences prepared me for it. And so I just love going out, meeting people, and talking about Morris Brown College and just telling that story and, you know, like I mentioned, gaining more momentum um, to push the institution forward. Okay. Graduate of South Carolina State, correct? I, yes, I well, attended South Carolina State. Orangeburg. Uh, Orangeburg, South Carolina. <laughs> I also attended Winthrop University, and um, I finished school in 2001 with a degree in communication disorders and then went on and got my master's and doctorate degree. Do you think being from an HBCU is why this motivated you to take this path? Yes, I've, I have always been intrigued by historically black colleges and universities. I even wrote my dissertation on HBCUs. And so I, I really like the work that we do. Um, I don't know what it is, maybe if it's just a heritage thing, but I, I like dealing with us. And, uh, you know, I work for the 100 Black Men of America, historically black colleges. It's like everything I've done had the word black in it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is, but, you know, I really like uh, pouring in into, into our community. How can we get people such as yourself mm -hmm. to give back, to be more involved? Yeah. Mentioning, of course, Morris Brown losing their accreditation. But yes. this is across the AU campuses, basically, of needing funding. Yes. I'm, I'm going to ask that question a little bit differently. How can we get people to help you? Because he's already giving back. Exactly. Exactly. He need more. He more need more help. help. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, the first thing is people need to understand why historically black colleges and universities are so important. There's no other organization outside of the black church that pours into the black middle class the way that HBCU, HBCUs do. And because it's, I guess, 
for us, by us, what other institution should you pour in that is literally going to affect your community um, and all the data shows it, right? So the way that I try to explain it to people is the same way you pour into your church and you give to your church, think about your black college the same way. It's nothing but $10, $20 a month, right? Pouring, if all of us did that, we wouldn't need, uh, you know, to go to others to, to ask for monies. We would be able to create our own endowments. And so being able to explain the importance is the first reason of why. Uh, Morris Brown College, what we have done for this city, for this community, for the state of Georgia, for this region, and for this country is bar none, right? And so I'm asking everybody to consider giving to Morris Brown College. Help us, the first and only HBCU in the state of Georgia, to rebound. We're under new administration. We're under new board leadership. We're under, you know, we have a new CFO. We are doing things differently now, and we're uh, working to bring back this HBCU. So all of your listeners, I ask you to please consider giving to Morris Brown by going to morrisbrown.edu. Click on that give button. You can give anything, $5, $10, $100, anything that you can do. And I know a lot of you uh, people like Cash App. Uh, our Cash App is a dollar sign, restore Morris Brown. Dollar sign, restore Morris Brown. Okay. So speaking of transparency, what's different this time? Because... Being in Atlanta area for 20 years now, yes, <laughs> I remember Boris Brown was here. Exactly, we all have heard rumors, yes, as to the financial things that didn't go quite well. Yes, management, as you mentioned, the the Tom Joiners who we've heard tried to give money yep. to restore Morris Brown, but they nope. were like, mm, no, 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 he gave control. money. He wanted to buy the school, right? And the board didn't want to sell the school. It's a, it's a, it's, he, he okay. gave money. He, he gave money. As a matter of fact, in 2018, uh, we gave him an honorary doctorate. Um, so, yeah, you know, to, to answer your question, we're doing things differently now. I have these two, these two hashtags, Restore Morris Brown, The Hard Reset. And that title, The Hard Reset, is not just some fancy saying. It is literally what we're doing. We have new board governance. We have a new president. We have a new CFO. We are doing things differently now. And we can now prove what we're doing differently. For the first time in many, many years, the state of Georgia has approved Morris Brown College as a college. We just got approved the day before homecoming, about a month ago. We got approved by the Georgia Non-Public Post-Secondary Commission on Education as a higher education institution in the state of Georgia. They went through everything, our academics, our facilities, our programs, our faculty, our staff, everything. And they have given the signature of approval that Morris Brown is a institution of quality. And now that is the major, major first step first towards step. accreditation. And so again, like I mentioned, we've submitted our application and now we're just working um, on getting that self-study done and getting through this process. The only thing, and I say this as the interim president, I can say this very boldly, the only thing standing between us and accreditation is raising the money. And about how much are we talking? I need to raise about $10 million. Okay. And where are we at right now? Well, we're about at about $1.2 million. Okay. Now, again, what we're doing is we're asking the community to give, but really what I'm looking for is that major donor who's going to pour in. The Tyler Perry's of the world, the Oprah's of the world, the Shaquille O'Neal's of the world, the Magic Johnson's of the world. If anybody has a connection, hey, tell them to call Dr. Kevin James at Morris Brown. Okay. What's your phone number? I got it. No, my phone number, 404. Oh, right here. You give it out. Hey, yeah, that's I, right, I, right. I play no games. 404-458-6085. Email address kevin.james 
at morrisbrown.edu. Hey, there you go. Hey, okay. man, I play, I play no games. <laughs> <laughs> you brought up the funding from Congress. I want to say last week there was a hold put on that funding yes. for HBU's, what, $255 million? Yes, yeah. We, we are not, because we're not accredited, we... So you're not in that We're not yet. in that right now, right but now. we want to get back to, to the point to where we're receiving those kind of uh, federal dollars. And, you know... Um, I, I hope that they hurry up and approve that because, again, that will put a major, major uh, halt on the progress of a lot of the work that HBCUs are doing. And, and really, and I think that's why the Democratic uh, candidates are talking so much about HBCUs. All of them have some kind of plan for HBCUs because they understand that this administration, and I'm not throwing any rocks at anybody, vote for who you want to vote for, but right. this administration... I have, I have, I have a few questions. So you know, I'm, I'm hoping that they get that through. I got you. Yeah. Now, look, go ahead. No, so, well, ask your question because I might wind up piggybacking off of you. So go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Now, looking at the other AUs that are around, the Stelmas, mm-hmm. the Morehouse, is there? You, you mentioned bringing back facilities. Is there any exchange of the use of facilities? Well, no. Um, right now, Morris Brown, we have three buildings. Uh, remaining on about five or six acres of land. And so uh, one critically important piece of the restoration will be online learning. So we're going to be looking at that. But eventually we're going to have to build some dorms. We're going to have to utilize and, and acquire other spaces for us to be able to do the business that we need to do. But but right now every institution kind of is doing their own thing. Um, but we all still work together. You know, um, the land that we have used to be a part of the Atlanta University center and so right. we're all connected we're all connected okay that yeah. kind of was gonna be my question so you know if like when you're down at a uh, fam you you know they're kind of i don't want to say uh they kind of work hand in hand with florida state sure. you know so is there any plans like that with say georgia state the way they're expanding right now as far as buying up downtown atlanta or yeah you know not right now okay my focus right now is accreditation and fundraising gotcha, gotcha. We're, now we are doing a lot of partnerships but things of that magnitude you know we're gonna have to have our accreditation back before sweet, we have those sweet, kind of conversations, conversations gotcha. those kind of conversations but once we get accredited and the whole au center you know those institutions uh, share library. They people take classes on each other's campuses. You know, all of those classes transfer amongst the institutions. So we eventually want to be back in the AU Center um, to kind of answer your question about how we all work okay. together, right? And the, the institutions that are part of the the AUC consortium right now, they do that where they can take classes at each other's campuses, and you know, they transfer seamlessly, etc. Okay, because we got to get Herndon Stadium back. Amen. I mean. You had the 96 Olympics was there yeah. for field hockey, yep. uh, drumline, Marshall, all those film there. That's How can it. we get that stadium back and vibrant again? Well, it's still within the family. AU, it's um, still in the family. It's still in the family. Clark has that stadium now. Okay. Um, so it's still in the family. I'm not sure what they're going to do with it, but, um, you know, they're under a new president, so I'm sure he has some plans for it. Okay. Have you spoken to the other presidents? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Okay. I've had I've had meetings. I've I've been to different events with them. Um, you know, we go to national meetings. I see them all the time. I can pick up the phone and call. So yeah, definitely. Okay. Now looking at what Title IX has done, do you think that's been good or bad for historically black colleges? Ooh, you want to go there? Yeah, we're gonna go there. <sighs> I think regarding you, you specifically talking about sports and all in the uh, yeah. Ah, uh, 
because Morris Brown doesn't have sports right now, <laughs> let me hold off on answering that question. No, but 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 just well, in, I'm general. Not go to, in, in general, general, in general, yeah. I, I mean, the law is the law. I mean, you can have your opinions on it, but what can you do if it's the law? Can I answer it that way? How about that? Well, he got out. Of that <laughs> that's why. He did, that's why he's the president. Right. Hey, you know what I mean? You got to know how to. He had that answer ready. Right. Right. Yeah. You got to know how to navigate. <laughs> you got to know how to navigate. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, what can we do to raise more awareness and funding for HBCUs? Again, I think we need to tell the story of why they're so important. People know and understand HBCUs, but they don't really know the data. You know, only 13%, 13% of alums give back to their college, to their HBCU, right? That's a very, very low. And so, again, like I mentioned, HBCUs, that we do the best job of educating us. We pour back into the black middle class. Uh, 80% of judges, doctors, lawyers, preachers, teachers, pharmacists, PhDs, etc., come from HBCUs. So I think, to me, it's the telling of the story. We need to do a be- two things. Do a better job of telling the story of the why, number one. And two, we need to do a better job of educating students as freshmen, preparing them freshman year, sophomore year, junior, senior year, so when they graduate, they've been trained the whole time to give back. No one, during my four years of college at South Carolina State University, no one ever said to me the importance of, and there's no shade of South Carolina State, but no colleges really are doing it, of what what I what are my responsibilities going to be towards South Carolina State once I graduate financially? What is a $25 gift a month or a year, what would that look like if everybody did that yeah. right. financially? And what would that do regarding enrollment, regarding building dorms, having resources, et cetera, of that extra, I'm making this up, $3 million a year? What would that do? Right. Translate into what, what actually comes out of that. And so I think we need to do those two things. Tell the story of the why it's so important and do a better job of educating freshmen on throughout their careers of giving back so future generations won't have this problem. Do you see that translation? Translating also into the athletic world. Absolutely. Because the whole premise of giving back, especially with athletics, y'all are the most expensive programs on the campus. And the highest liability. You know, insurance and all those things. And just the cost of travel, everything from a sports perspective is high. I don't have to deal about that right now, but man, when we get back to that, right. it's a heavy, heavy lift regarding sports. And so, again, training the athletes of the why, especially with y'all, because you all the ones that go to the NBA. You all the ones that go to the NFL. And baseball, everything. We need y'all to know to give back, especially. Right? I'm making this up. This is the first thing that came to my head. Tennessee State should never have a problem financially. Why? Because Oprah graduated from Tennessee State. This is just an example. Mm -hmm. Right? What? How, how are we, you know, and again, that's just an example. So same thing with NFL players and NBA players and stars. They they need to be trained freshman year throughout that once you go, even if you don't go to the league, but once you graduate, you need to be doing for your HBCU. Good. We want you to stay. we got a couple more questions. Cool. We're going to take a break. This is DNA Sports Talk. It's 1100 AM. We'll be right back. Cool.
You're listening to The Real 1100 AM, Atlanta's Real Sports and Entertainment Talk Radio. Jackie Robinson, when you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan-style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WWE AM 1100 or DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than a Falcons, Hawks, and Braves fan, Check out the latest and greatest in sports and news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NFL, and NCAA news. Hey, I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judicial system, to the political world. <laughs> To the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown. On WWWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk, where we bring the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Once again, 404-603-8770 is the number to call in if you have any questions for our special guest, uh, Dr. Kevin James, president of Morris Brown. Uh, toll-free number, 888-926-7562. We're also on Facebook, and Periscope is back. I don't know what happened those last few seconds, but we're live and back. If you want to send your comments or questions there as well. Speaking with Dr. James, and once again, please give them the information to where they can help fund 
uh, Morris Brown University, which is so important. Yes, absolutely. Anybody who's watching or listening, please consider giving to Morris Brown by going to our website, morrisbrown.edu. Cash app is dollar sign restore Morris Brown. There you go. Now, you brought up before we went to break, giving a hypothetical about Oprah giving back. She gave to Morehouse, but is that really helping Morehouse long term? Absolutely. She got $13 million. So yes, absolutely. Uh, you know the anything you need right now? Right? Yeah, I know. Right. right? <laughs> Listen, half of that would have saved Morris Brown. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, right. She gave. I believe she gave to a scholarship fund, but it definitely goes back to the bottom line. And of course, it helps students. So absolutely, that was a phenomenal gift. Um, you know, Morehouse had two great gifts this year. They also had a billionaire, uh, Robert Smith, to to pay off everybody's student loans who graduated this year. And I believe somebody estimated there'd be about $40 million. Wow. So, yes, absolutely. It definitely helps. Now, I can see the paying off the, the student loans. I was just wondering about when these celebrities give X amount of money, $13 million, is it, does it really help and is the funds going in the best way to help the kids? Yeah. That's what I was Yeah, you know, when, when people give, they either give unrestricted where they leave it up to okay. the administration to do whatever they want to with it. Or they'll have it, you know, earmarked for something. I want to give this to student scholarships. I want to give this to the band or the football team or whatever, right? And they have the right. You're giving. You can use your monies for whatever you want to give it to, right? And so I believe Oprah gave to a scholarship fund or an endowment or something. Okay. Yeah. Now all of these funds from Morris Brown are going toward? Our, right now the monies that we're raising are going to two buckets. One, operations, and then two, accreditation. Okay. So for that buckets with the operation, that's going to be used to, to keep attract, the lights on. Keep the lights on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then what about as you gain the money and more students come, you you're going to need to what, attract professors, absolutely. And teachers, so that operation money will be there. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. The operations bucket is everything A to Z regarding operating day to day. Okay. okay. Paying salaries, keeping the lights on, paying bills, etc., etc., etc. Okay. And a lot of people don't realize how expensive it is to run a college. You know, I mean, just in light bill alone, you're looking at a lot of money. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> Give us some ideas there. Of how much it costs? Yeah. Well, it depends on the institution. Um, I, I don't know this to be true. Let's just use another institution, for example. Let's say Georgia State University, electric bill. I have no idea, but I would just say half a million dollars a month or something. I'll go higher than that. Probably you higher than that. that probably. I definitely don't go higher. I mean, you're going to look at a building. I mean, it's real it's footage. Yeah. You got to keep certain, certain lights on 24 7, 365 for security. Your right. parking lot, your exterior lights yeah. got to run consistently. I mean, HVAC, that's going to generate power, heat bill. So I, it's up there. Trust yeah, yeah I right. want you. I'm, I'm helping you out with that. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. I have but no, that's what the listeners, I think, need don't to understand. understand. That's yeah. why we're trying to. How can you run through that kind of money yeah, so fast? Right, exactly. exactly. Right. Exactly. So for them to understand that just an electricity bill alone a month. Exactly. Let's not get into salaries. Much. Right. If you were to look at Georgia State salaries, <laughs> you, you understand. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it's it's very expensive to run a college, you know, which is why tuition is so high, you know. But, again, at the same time, Morris Brown College, my goal for once we're restored is for us to be one of the most cost-efficient e institutions for, for us to come to Morris Brown to get a quality education. We're going to look at all of that of, you know, what we ultimately end up charging. Because right now we're only charging $2,000 a semester. 
well, $2,100 a semester to go to Morris Brown College. You know, once we're accredited, of course, it'll be a little higher. You know, but we're going to look at all of that, the hard reset. So you're trying to make it one of the lowest in the AU. Yes. That's smart, too. What yeah. are some of those <laughs> courses that students can actually take now um, if they were interested to come now? Let's yes. say they want to go ahead and, 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 enroll, now. and enroll now and say, you know what? I believe Morris Brown's going to be where they need to be, so right. let me go ahead and, and, and enroll now. What and are we, some of those courses now? Right. We have three programs right now. We have business, music, and psychology. Okay. And under the business program, we have a global sect, we have an organizational management sect, and then we're adding hospitality and management. Okay. And so um, this would be the right time for students to come because, again, under this administration, we're going to make sure that these students who come in, they're going to graduate with an accredited degree. Now, I'm going to get you in a little, get us in a little bit of trouble. Go ahead. But before we came on air, you were telling us a little bit about, and so there are now possibly going to be some some ways to, like some studios and things of that nature. Yes. To Just saying, it's a thing that we noticed as far as young people. I know when we was in high school, this, you know, maybe the newspaper, but that was about it, <laughs> that got, you know, they would maybe attract people. But now, yes. young kids, because of technology, Absolutely. phones, right. you know, you know, Instagram, Facebook, or whatever, there's a huge interest on right. how, what we do in the day-to-day goes on. So, there's a media yes. facility now that you all have? Yes, so under our, under our music sect, we're going to have some radio and, you know, that kind of production in different sects. Okay. And so uh, we partnered with a radio station. I won't say the name right now because we're on a radio station. But uh, we partnered with a radio station where we brought the radio station into Morris Brown. Okay. And so now we have a radio station on the campus. And we're going to be bringing in different uh, stations to have their uh, their events at our camp, at our school. Okay. And we're going to have hands-on training for our students to be interns, to learn, you know, how all of this works. And so it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. It's a rev- it's going to be a revenue builder as well as uh, hands-on training for our students. I mean, again, I bring that up just because if yeah. you listeners and a lot, a lot of right. our listeners sure. are in their teenage years, so... We actually have an intern in here and now, now that's, from that's, uh, that's Kennesaw State. State. Oh, yeah. great. So, so just a way of letting them know that this, again, you can... You're going through your rebuild. You need to kind of tell everybody like, what you have going on. And I know the entertainment side and the radio side is something that will pique a lot of people's right. absolutely interest. So phenomenal. We we gotta get a uh, big boy. I mean, he made a whole song, Morris Brown. Yeah, yeah, no, we gotta, we gotta hey, get big boy. Cut the ribbon, <laughs> right? <laughs> we need to get. Yeah, he gotta be there and right. bring some money. And bring the, <laughs> we gotta get Nick Cannon. Bring the truck first. Bring the truck first. Bring the brakes first. We gotta get Nick Cannon in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't. Hey, we trying to get in contact with him. You better believe that. What What have been some of the pitfalls and successes in these last two ten months? Well, again, like I mentioned, the the top success that we had was being approved by the state of Georgia. The Georgia Non-Public Commission on Education was a huge win for us. Um, The fundraising has increased. We had a phenomenal homecoming a few weeks ago. All the alums, um, not all, but a a large number of alums came back to homecoming this year. Every, you know, I've been getting some great feedback about uh, how much fun it was, how motivated a lot of alums are right now. Um, Just kind of seeing the progress that we've been making over the past year. And um, we're just pushing forward. You know, um, regarding some of the pitfalls, I'm not going to say we've had major pitfalls outside of we had a fire on our campus this summer. That was a pitfall for us. And I will say 
you know, change is difficult. Let me say that. Change is very difficult. So you're not always going to be able to please everybody, but the masses are happy. The masses are, and the masses can see that we're moving forward. So that's how I would answer that. So how did you put homecoming together? Oh, man. Well, first of all, they... Again, Morris Brown has never closed. So every year we still have homecoming. Now, I always thought y'all would let's done compute. I yeah, love that. That's, that's right, how the right. general public proceeds. Right. Like, oh, they ain't got a school. That's so, why we're trying to dispel some of this. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of people did not know that we were open, but we have never closed. We've been open since 1881. And so every year we have a homecoming. Now, from my understanding, this year it was a little larger and people were a little bit more motivated because they could see. You know, when you've been kicking the can down the road for so long, you know, sometimes they might be, uh, you know, kind of. But, wow, we got to prove out the state of Georgia. Wow, we're on television. Wow, we're on radio. Wow, Morris Brown is moving forward. Wow, we submitted our application. That's, that's a, those are great wins regarding the momentum for the alums. And so with folks being able to see what we're doing, which is why I go on all these podcasts, all these radio shows, all these newspapers and magazines and everything you gotta tell people telling yeah. people the story has been the top thing i've been doing just to get the momentum going and so um homecoming was very fun this year we had a great time we had a great time i was even out on the campus doing a little stepping and everything uh-oh, uh-oh. you yeah. hurt yourself did you man i didn't hurt myself but i got, I, the, got the vibranium knees yeah <laughs> i'm still young <laughs> that's excellent though real real proud to see how far you all have come though because that's that's That's, huge that's a battle right so this next step once again for people who don't know you have to submit a self self-study yes study yes what's that process going to entail it it entails us writing a uh, narrative on everything that's required in the application so we're writing a detailed narrative. When I say detailed, I'm talking about 15, 20, 30, 40 pages long okay. about our academic programs, okay. about our facilities, about our professors, about our finances, about our fundraising, about everything regarding um, the administration of a college, the what entails being a college. And again, like I said, once we finish that, we will submit that and if approved, we would then move on to the peer review process. Okay. Now, is that writing from past and what you plan to do in the future? Yes. Okay. And and not just future, but what we're doing, what we're currently, currently doing. doing. See, well, Morris Brown's yeah. a little bit different because we're not a new school applying for accreditation. Mm-hmm. We've been in existence since 1881. So some of the things we already had, we just had to tweak them and fix them and update them. I, I use just first example that came to my mind. Let's say the student catalog, right? We've had a catalog forever. We just need to go in and update it to meet the needs of this accrediting agency, tweak this, tweak that, etc. You know, we didn't every single thing we didn't have to start from scratch on. Because again, Morris Brown's in a unique position because we're not a new college. We're 138 years old. Right. And we were accredited. But yeah. Right. So we, we, we got the bones for the most part of what's required. We just have to update it. HBCUs do not close because of academics. They close because of finances. So for us, the academic piece is just tweaking this, tweaking that, and really digging deep with our future trajectory. Right? And so that's kind of where we are. Okay. So we got to get the finances out. Get, help me raise this money. Right. All you people watching, dollar sign. 
Restore Restore Morris Brown. Brown. That's it. You following us on uh, on Periscope? I've put it in there twice. I know the last time we kind of had some technical <laughs> difficulties, but I put it in again. To make and sure it's you got it That's the website. Look at you, boy. <laughs> education, baby. Yeah. From South Carolina. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. He's from South Carolina as well. That's why. Yes, Where are you from? Charleston. You from Charleston? Yes, sir. Man, I don't even hear the gullah, man. Oh, watch him out. <laughs> I, I got to get. Hear. I got to get upset. Oh, upset man. or real happy? One of the two. All my people, man, from Charleston, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Has there been anyone who has? helped you in this process? I mean, oh, man. you know, I'm sure this is uncharted territory, but sure. who's been able to provide you with some insight on how to go sure. forward? Sure. Forward? Well, I have a group of bosses, <laughs> my board of trustees. They provide uh, excellent leadership. Uh, Reginald Jackson is our bishop and the chairman of the board. He's provided great support to me. Um, you know, I have other president mentors who are presidents at other HBCUs. You know, we have kind of a, a system of support, a, a network where we can call each other and bounce ideas and questions and problems off of each other. And so that's been a great help. Um, I have my mentor. I have several mentors, but one of them in particular who I can call from time to time when I have some questions about things. And not to mention, I have a great team. You know, just because I'm their boss doesn't mean that they can't support and, and support me. Um, from a leadership perspective, and they, they do a, a great job. So, you know, um, got a lot of good people around me. And so, we're again, we're coming together as a team to do something that's never been done in history. Yeah, that's that's the part that still gives me. It's like usually you can have somebody say, hey, what did you do when you went through this? Right. Don't get me wrong. It's been <laughs> other HBCUs that have lost their accreditation, okay. but there's never been an HBCU. The first HBCU was founded in 1837. Since that time, we've had 125 HBCUs. Today, we have 105 remaining. When you lose your accreditation, it's a death sentence. You close. That's the end of it. Morris Brown, we lost our accreditation, and not only did we not close, we've been open for 17, 18 years without accreditation, and we'll be the first HBCU under these kind of circumstances to come back 20 years later? That's unheard of. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to compare you all situation to... What you have in the D one, uh, SMU, right? Yeah. As far as sports wise, to kind of correlate, you know what I mean. They lost the, their athletics. Yes. Football for sure. Right. And then it took them about Ooh. 15, 25, 25 years. Wow. At least. Because at least early eighties. Yeah, when Eric Dickinson the, the, was the, there. The, uh, Express. So yeah. early eighties. Pony Express. And they didn't wow. really start playing ball again until about two thousand four, five. Wow. So was it a movie done on them after that? Yeah, Lock, yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, ESPN did a thirty-four documentary. So just kind of see. I'm just trying to say. You when know, we do this, we we gotta have a gotta Netflix have deal. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody, yeah, yeah. hey, not a, hey, come see us when we right. get back to credit. <laughs> Tyler Perry. There you go. Amazon Prime Video. Right. Yeah. You got the. You got the. Uh, actually, do it in house now. You have them come into the uh, studio. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you have everything done there. Because that's what I was wondering. You know, I'm. Have you reached out to those who have tried and failed to get the, okay, you don't want to do this, but this is a good thing that you yes. probably want to work on when you're getting back accredited? Yeah, you know, I was at our national accreditation meeting two weeks ago, and one of the schools that lost their accreditation from SACS, the same way that we did, was with this new agency that we're going through. And so we both were at the national meeting together. Hey, 
Right. Bouncing ideas off each other, <laughs> yeah. you know, saying, okay, oh, okay, but let's do it this way, and, you know, working together. So, to answer your question, yes, absolutely. Um, other institutions, um, HBCUs in particular, want to make sure that they don't go down this road of where they're in, in any trouble regarding losing accreditation. Because, again, once you lose your accreditation, you lose federal financial aid. And once you lose federal financial aid, you lose your students. Yeah. You lose 98% of, of your students yeah. because they can't pay for it. Right. It'll just be the students that can pay cash. Their parents, right, that can I don't know any student it. that pays 100% cash. I, 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 <laughs> I don't know of any. It's not set up that way. Exactly. Education is not set up that way. Even like people across who, the board, regardless. Even, <laughs> even people who have money take out student loans. Well, yeah, why would I want to use my, my own money? money? money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that, ain't that money one on one? Right. Somebody <laughs> else's money? <laughs> now, I hope you don't take that whole refund check, but the, you understand. Right. That. <laughs> yeah. 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 Got to be smart with it. Right. Does the Hope Scholarship play in this at no, all? No. Okay. We're private and, and we're not Okay. We're not accredited. So once we get accredited, a lot of other doors open up. There you go. That's what okay. Think. Okay. There you go. All right. Okay. Uh, now before we came on air, we were talking a little bit of sports. You are a Carolina Panthers fan. Hey man, I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. I got to stay home team. What's going on with the Panthers? Five and six. Talking about the Panthers. Yeah. What's going on with your Panthers? Five and six. Well, I'm gonna tell you what's going on with the Panthers. Our star is injured. Can my man heal? <laughs> Can Cam heal, please? That's it. Listen, we were we were four and zero with uh, with our backup quarterback, and then these last two two three games we've people had got, some... people got tape on him now. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's what it is. That's what it is. I know what I, I know that's what he can't what he can can't, can't do. I got I got three games of tape. That's it. That must be. Hey, that's that's what, it. That's what it is. I got three games of tape. Now I know he can't. The other problem Carolina got your star is missing. Yeah, but you don't got no stars on the outside. That's it. Your one star, your your, your, other, your other, your your superstar is hurt. Yeah, yeah. Your other star is in the background, in the backfield. That's it, McCaffrey. <laughs> but I can put nine men in the box on him. Man, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I, look, I'm I'm not gonna start cussing well, eight, on this. Eight, eight, <laughs> eight men in the box. I was right. gonna. I'm not gonna start cussing. But when we lost to the Falcons last week, that hurt. The way y'all lost, it hurt. Me. Yeah, yeah it's the way the way you lost. Man. <laughs> that bothered me, man. It should bother you because this same the next week, Jameis, I give it up every week. Winston came here and had a field day against them same corners. Yeah. Now right. I know we got a engineer might turn our mics off. Right. <laughs> Don't turn our mic off. <laughs> we should not. <laughs> we should not have lost to the Falcons, and we should not have lost this weekend to the Saints. We lost by a field goal to the Saints. Yeah. This one. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that totally would have changed our season. These two last, last these mm-hmm. last two losses, especially coming off of a four and zero run with our new quarterback. It, it sucks, man. Do, do Do you think they'll bring Cam back, or do you think Ooh. that the, the era is over? I mean, what's the feel in uh, Charlotte and so on and, my favorite Panthers got, Nation? What's we got the our feeling? we got our Panthers Nation private group, and they had a question the other day. Once Cam is healthy, do we keep him or trade him? And they were doing a poll, and most people were saying keep him because he is a superstar. I mean, come on, he's a superstar. But some people, a large majority of people, were saying trade him. So I don't know, man. I don't know what they're going to do. If I were you, I would trade him, only because I think you can get value for him to get a better offensive line, maybe get a a decent number one wide receiver or something. I think the problem with – I don't think it's Cam, but quarterbacks and 
African American quarterbacks get this more than anybody else. Yeah. And it's kind of weird because you got Ron Riviera, who's a minority as well. Right. Yeah. So I'm gonna say I think, and Ron's a good coach as well. I think really what you're going to see with the Carolina Panthers is what you're going to kind of, if you can go back and look at what Falcons went through mm-hmm. last year, how long do you hold on to a coach yeah. who's kind of... Borderline on the wall. On the yeah. wall. Yeah. So do you pull the trigger or yeah. do you hold off for another year and waste, and then then you realize and by week five yeah. you should have got rid of him, and, and then now that season's over, and now, you know, so you waste two seasons on hope. I feel like... But you can't even forget now, we had a great season two years ago, a year ago. Yeah. I mean, we had I mean, we had great uh, – listen, man, I would say hold on for, to him for a little while longer. Let's let Cam heal up. Now, let me tell you what's going on in the group, in our, in our, in our Panther Nation group. It was a rumor that Carolina was looking at your boy. That Matt Ryan? No. Oh. Quarterback. Last week here oh. in Atlanta. Oh, um – Winston? No, man. Hold on, hold on. 49ers. Oh, Garoppolo? No, man. 49 was here last year. Knee, knee, knee. A tour. No, man. Your knee. Oh, Kaepernick. Man, I don't sport people. I y'all no, 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 no. We, mm. know, we, we, we try to figure out people, it who, was people a rumor. who have played. Who have played in the last three weeks. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if this is true, but it was a rumor in our group that Carolina was seriously looking at Kaepernick. And y'all but he ruined it? Do you? Is that what the No, no, no. I'm talking about still, after. Oh, after I'm the talking fact. about oh, after still. the fact still was looking at him. That, that won't save nothing. Who you going to throw the ball to? Good point, and that's, that's why and, I, and say I think you that, trade that's the problem. Get pieces. That that's the problem. Carolina has always had, even his MVP season. He was he won the MVP because he was throwing to Himself? subpar <laughs> guys on the on the outside. Yeah. So I look at Cam, like I look at Dan Marino. Dan Marino's whole career made one Super Bowl. He never had a running back in an era when the running back was the focal point of the offense. Mm. Cam is going to probably might wind up his whole career if he stays in Carolina not having any wide receivers mm-hmm. in an era in which wide receivers is the focal point because yeah. you can spread them out. I can't hand check you. I can't be physical. Uh, you know, pretty much everything rules are dictated toward the offense and scoring. Yeah. And you all won't draft a, co- a, a, a wide receiver. Well, I mean, you try it once with... You try one with Big Boy, you know what I mean? Uh, but but not that Big Boy, that Big Boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big Boy with Y, <laughs> not with an I. And so I just feel that's when I start looking at now. What do you start? For me, everything is looking at management, upper management. Yeah. So at what point do you say, you know what? And, I, and the Falcons have the same question now. Mm. At what point do you decide to go ahead and just turn everything? But the inside Falcons out? are different, though, man. Different, they got the di- number one receiver. Different in some ways. In quarterback, the, running in, back. Different in some ways and the same in other no, ways. Oh, man. Apples and oranges all day. I, I think I think they're. I Apples think, and oranges, man. They I, was at the Super Bowl two years ago. I, I think they mangoes. <laughs> no. In four years, and, and not even three, three, four years, y'all were there. All I'm going to say is, no, 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 good point. But that's a good point. You got me there. Come on, man. Who haven't done nothing since? That's not no apples and mangoes. <laughs> <laughs> apples and what? <laughs> no, not the same, brother. 
Oh, that's funny. I, you can name star players on the Falcons. Like you said, you don't have that many people. To, you don't have that many in superstars in Carolina. Like Olsen, that's it. Well, on the offensive side, no, you don't. Olsen, 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 and, McCaffrey. Olsen and McCaffrey now. But for those years, the defense carried you all. Yeah, you had you know, and, and, and Ron, and Ron, is a, is, Ron is a yeah. defensive is a defensive minded coach. I'm trying to I'm trying to show you the correlation oh, between the Falcons and Carolina. And I we got had a I cocky got, superstar as quarterback. Let's not forget that now. Yeah, yeah. come on now. Look at what he did at Auburn. Come on now. <laughs> come on, man. So yeah. you, what, let me ask you, what did you think of Cap? And his workout and everything. You know, I've been watching all of everybody's opinion. Stephen A. been going viral. (sighs) I see both sides. At the end of the day, I think he was smart if it's true that that language was in there, that he couldn't come back and sue later or Mm -hmm. deal with anything legal later. From a businessman, I understand that. At the same time, you saying that you want to come work here, and so if you come to a job interview, you don't call the boss and say, well, I want to come to the job interview, but interview me yeah. an hour away. Yeah. I see both sides. I see both sides. So it depends on if he really wants to play. That's Ultimately. That's the question. If you has. really want to play, you can't come in here telling them People what, what to you're going to do. But at the same time, He's, I think um, Stephen A. used the word martyr or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna take Stephen A. using my words, <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah, he did. He said he's trying to just prove a point, be a martyr, like be a Malcolm X, be a militant, whatever. You know, but I understand both sides, man. I really do. Well, I disagree with Stephen A. on that though. He wants to be a martyr. A martyr dies, and and and, oh. and and he lost. In my opinion, he's lost his football life. So he has been a martyr. So if you're yeah. a martyr and you lost your football life, then ain't no need to be trying to come back to the league. Yeah, but he killed himself, but that's not, <laughs> that, that, that's not what, what, is it, what they say when you kill yourself and you get 50 virgins or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get it wrong now. That Nike contract, yeah. that commercial, all that stuff, yeah. hell, he still. That was my point. I was saying, I a martyr doesn't even get that. Doesn't get that. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> you know, so I... I agree with you. I think my issue with the whole thing is, and you mentioned it as far as talking to presidents and, and other schools, HBCUs, and working together. Behind the scenes, you work together. And then when you go out publicly, you all, for the most part, are on the oh, same accord. Right, right, right. That's the problem I have with this situation. He hasn't he hasn't galvanized everybody to be on the same accord. Right. So you got Stephen A. Smith saying one thing on this side. You got Ed Reed saying one thing on the player side. You got Malcolm Jack Jenkins, you know what I mean, saying something else. Yeah. You, you got, uh, from what I see, you got um, Max Kellerman. You got, you know, you got our light-skinned veterans, yeah. you know what I mean, the, yeah. the, the non-mentaling people sounding like us. Yeah. So no one's on the same page, and I feel that, if you're going to take this stance, which is no problem, you go down there, at some point you got to be able to say, hey, you know, not only this is what I'm trying to do, which he did say, mm-hmm. but then you got to be able to have those conversations behind closed doors with with, 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 your, with right. your other football guys and be like, when you decide to go back and have an answer this question, I'm going to give the same answer, you're going to give the same yeah, answer, you're going to give the same answer, and then we can disagree behind closed doors right. and hash that out, but we can't be fighting publicly. Publicist. And because then all they're going to do is take 
media source is gonna gonna keep on building that wedge. Yeah. So we've talked this whole time, even about right now, about Colin Kaepernick. And we ain't said two words about what he was taking a knee for. Yeah. Because they are not aligned. They're <laughs> the re- not aligned. I'm going to tell you the reason, in my opinion, of why that's so difficult, what you just said. Because the issue truly is a great issue. When it comes to Kaepernick signing, like what happened last week with the, with the, with the practice. Yeah. I think the only, in my viewpoint, clear issue that it shouldn't be a debate is you have the right to do a peaceful protest. Mm-hmm. That's that's not for debate, right. but people make it about oh you're disrespecting the veterans flag. and the flag and all that kind of stuff. But really, at the end of the day, it's our constitutional right to have a peaceful protest. That shouldn't be black and that shouldn't be great, but everything else is great. Just like I just said, I am kind of stuck. Like okay, on one end, I'm like he should have went to the he should he should have gone to the to the practice if he wanted to be in the NFL. And on the other end, I understand not signing it over legally. So it's kind of like, ugh. Yeah. Right. But it's at the end of the day, the only thing in my viewpoint that's not great is he has a right to to peacefully protest. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, one question before we let you get out of here. What can we do, speaking of sports, to get black athletes to go back to HBCUs? Oh, and in particularly, Morris Brown in 2021. <laughs> I don't know if we'll have my football team back. You will. You'll have my 2021. Before you ask that question, is it easy to get the football program running or get the basketball program running? I know. It's going to take a little while. We're, we're gonna. My focus is going to be on rebuilding an institution, yes. um, build, rebuilding trust, making sure our academic programs are strong. Yeah. People call me every day. When are we going to get the band back? When are we going to get, <laughs> gonna get the fraternities That's back? That's what we want to see. <laughs> when are we going to be in Drumline 3? Right. You know, like, <laughs> right now, the focus is accreditation. Gotcha. Accreditation. <laughs> and raising money and, and and gathering resources, building dorms, building facilities. To, you know, that whole thing is, is, the, is the focal point. But ultimately, HBCUs, what we have to do is make sure that our HBCUs can compete when it, when it comes to going to the league. Right? What's my man name from South Carolina State who played for the Colts? Number one defensive player. Um, dang, his name slipped my mind. Played for the Colts from South Carolina State. Defensive back, something. I can't remember. Anyway, Dwight Freeney. No, that's no. not him. Freeney was at uh, I want to say almost South Carolina, but uh, okay. anyway, he's from South Carolina State University. Mm-hmm. Dang, I can't. His name slipped my mind right now. I can't. I can't think of his name right now. But nevertheless, he is competing on another level for the Colts, for the Indianapolis Colts. And so, you know, we, over and over again, we've proven that you can go to the league and be yeah, yeah. very successful yeah, coming from HBCU. A lot of guys from Valdosta State and. And, yeah. and Grambling and right. and, and you say South Carolina State, you know that uh, Darius Leonard, Darius Leonard, God, I can't that, uh, that that do well. Um, but again, I think to re what does what do HBCUs need to do to attract those blue chip African American guys well, to say if I'm in if I'm in the state of Alabama, why would I want why what do they need to do to get a, a guy to go come there. to Alabama State? Then go to Alabama. Alabama. Well, that's a very easy question. It goes back to money. money. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna give me a full ride? Yeah. If I'm a, if I'm a star quarterback, and, and and Alabama give me a full ride, yeah. <laughs> and Alabama State don't have the resources to give me a full ride, where am I going? So right. Twenty five dollars. My question is, um, they just changed this rule to where star. Uh, Collegiate stars can use their likeness, use their likeness, and get paid off of it. That that may hurt HBCUs. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Because is a Nike going to be focused on a Morris Brown College or are they going to be focused on a UGA? Right? That's a question. You know, some people in the HBCU realm have, have I've already heard some of the, the rumblings that that could hurt us regarding recruiting gotcha. students because they're going to want to go to the, the big schools right. because they can, if they're good. Good, yeah, they're going to be seen. And they're they going to be seen and they can get paid pay in college. Yeah. I can get a, a Nike deal or right. whoever deal, you know. I mean, we that, need a that, forum to discuss this. We, we, we'll, we'll talk that's, on that, air later, but we need a forum to, to that, discuss that, that's, all now, that's to a understand little, to understand the, the pitfalls. The, right. I mean, that was pitfall, but understand the 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 pluses and the minuses. Right. Right. right, 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 right. Let everybody know how they can reach you, how they can donate once again. Please. Sure. If you want to follow me, uh, follow me on social media at Dr. Kevin James. If you want to give to Morris Brown, please go to our website, morrisbrown.edu. Easy way to give money, cash app, dollar sign, restore Morris Brown. Anything you can give. Uh-huh. All right. I appreciate you coming Hey, man, in. thank Love you it. for having me, man. Y'all better hold on to Cam. Tell the Panthers Nation, y'all need to hold on to Cam <laughs> and find a wide receiver. Go after Lamb. Man, I would love Cam. Number nine, Oklahoma. Go after Lamb. I swear I would love Cam. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll be back in a second. We'll have prep sports coming up when we come back from a break. This is DNA Sports Talk. It's 1100 AM. Be right back. Thank y'all. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan-style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WWE AM 1100 or DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than a Falcons, Hawks, and Braves fan, check out the latest and greatest in sports and news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NFL, and NCAA News. Hey. I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judicial system, to the political world, <laughs> to the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at MurfinettiFashions.MyBigCommerce.com Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. 
It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Heroine from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. And now back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. What's going on? This is Ace of the A and DNA. We're bringing the facts about sports. Oh, uh, you don't agree? Say so. 8770 is the number to call in. 888-926-7562. Appreciate Dr. James coming in. Morris Brown. Once again, morrisbrown.edu as well as dollar sign. Restore Morris Brown is there. Morris Brown, yep. Morris Brown. To get back. Now, let's talk about some people who might be going to Morris Brown at some point. Do we we got uh prep sports on the line? Yeah. Prep sports on the line? <laughs> Damien. Yep, can you hear me? Good, you how go. you doing? There we go. go. We yeah. had to get had to get turned up. <laughs> what's, what's going on, fellas? Good, how you good, feeling, good. man? Oh uh, man, I'm doing good, man. It's good that you uh shout out to uh Dr. James there. You guys had a brown I I am a, a brownite myself. Oh, so okay. Okay. Hey, there you okay. go. All right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty awesome there. And you guys uh, see that? See, it's a good night for y'all, man. Two brown nights back to back. It's a good night for y'all. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there you go. Cool, man. Well, uh, let's jump right into it, man. Of course, we're we're uh, we're in the thick of it with the uh, high school football playoffs here in Georgia, uh, and uh, you know, just um, I mean, a lot of good, a lot of good football to go down the stretch here, and you know, a few teams. I'm literally working on my list of teams to. To, to keep an eye on on this coming week uh and you know if you don't mind want to share that with you guys um of course uh i've got sandy creek the patriots they only had one lost seat this this past season that came at the hands of cartersville they've been rolling uh so far in the playoffs 42 7 over denmark in round one 40 55 56 rather seven over america's something in round two and uh they'll take on madison county this week also got another south Southside team, Dutchtown Bulldogs. Uh, another team finished 11 and one. Their only loss came in a region matchup against Jones County, who's also heading into Week Three of the playoffs. Um, they 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 t- picked up a 20-0 win in Round One over Statesboro, and then last week they knocked off Riverwood 31 to seven. They'll take on Stars Mill, another Southside team, uh, this coming week. Um, and I'll actually be checking out their practice tomorrow morning and speaking with uh, Coach uh, Fed down that way. Um, also got the Parkview Panthers. Um, for them, their matchup this week is against Archer. This is the team they lost to in round two last year, 36-29 in round, uh, again, round two of the playoffs last year. It was a very good game. Um, so looking forward to seeing if uh, Parkview can get some get back again. Their only loss this season came in week two of the, se- of the year, uh, and that was to Lowndes. Uh, and then you've also got the mighty Hateville Hornets. Um, I, lo- I love – 
watching the Hateville Hornets do well, man. This is a team, if you don't know anything about their campus, they don't even have a practice field. I think I may have shared this with you all before. I'm not sure. But uh, they don't even have a practice field. They they literally, uh, you know, when they do practice on campus, they just they have some, some grass area out in the front of the campus, and that's where they practice. Um so for, to see them have one state back in 2017, uh, they made it to, I want to say, it was the semifinals last year and got knocked out. And now here they are in the quarterfinals this year. To see them have this kind of success uh, and they don't have the facilities like some of these schools. I mean, even your lower-end facilities, they don't, have, they don't have that. And to see them be as successful as they are, uh, you know, it's just, it's just awesome to see that. Um, and then also I got the North Gwinnett Bulldogs. Um, I actually covered their game this past week. They're ranked number two in the state. According to Max Prep, uh, only loss came first game of the season, Cole Quick County at the Corky Kell Classic. Since then, they've been rolling. Um, they put up uh, 60 this past week on Walton um, as they won 60 to 10. But they got to take on McEachern this week. And I know I talked to you all about McEachern a couple weeks ago. Uh, McEachern and Lowndes are both ranked in the USA Super 25. So this will be uh, North Gwinnett is one of those teams that I've kind of been telling people to kind of keep an eye on. Um, but this will be a real test, I think, for both McEachern and Lowndes. I think whoever wins this matchup is 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 probably your going to be your Class 7A winner. Mm. So, uh, and then real quick on a basketball note, got to give a shout out to speaking of McEachern, uh, their senior point guard, Sharif Cooper, he was named to the all USA preseason boys basketball team. You know, basketball is just getting really kicked off here, uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, some teams in fact just had their first games last week, their first regular season game. So we're really kind of early, uh, you know, you got to, with this holiday time, you get a lot of tournaments going on. So it'll be a lot of basketball, a lot of basketball tournaments going over on over the next few weeks. Uh, there's one up being held at Parkview um, this week uh, that started today, and that goes tomorrow. Douglas County had one this past weekend. There will be a couple of this coming weekend. So you can look forward to a lot of good tournaments this coming uh, over the next few weeks if you just want to go check out some good high school, uh, high school basketball, and I'll keep you guys up to date. And that will be on the boys' and girls' side. Hey, sounds great. Yes, sir. We appreciate you, brother. Let everybody know how they can uh, reach you throughout all your many travels covering uh, high school sports in the state of Georgia. Yes, sir, man. Uh, of course, on Twitter, at PS underscore Nation underscore, and on Instagram, Prep Sports Nation underscore. And then, of course, again, you can just go on to the website, PrepSportsNation.net, and uh, all our content is there. you got the link to the YouTube page uh, and all that stuff. Also, real quick, guys, um, I do want to give a shout-out to uh, my guy, um, Dylan Hunter at Westlake. Uh, got a chance to cover their game against Langston Hughes this past week. Although they lost, Dylan did a crazy spectacular dunk that had the almost blew the roof off the building because it was a packed house and i you know i tweeted uh espn like hey this deserves to be a, a top 10 nominee and i woke up the next morning and and sports center actually retweeted him so shout out to dylan for getting all the love he got uh you know courtesy of sports center and see top 10 thanks to you man <laughs> hey, man, uh, hey, anything I can do to help these kids get some exposure, man. Hey, that's why we appreciate you. And you got to donate to Morris Brown. I'm about, about to say, oh, no, you got to put him on the blast. you going to put you on blast. Yeah, that's, not, that's without a question, okay. man. I, I, I was definitely <laughs> donating to Morris Brown. You got uh, uh, dollar sign restore Morris, Morris Brown, Brown. There you man. go. 
Hey, that hey, I'll be retweeting that myself. Uh, there you go. <laughs> hey, uh, we missed you last weekend. Real quick, your thoughts on Cap? You know, um, it's I, I I explained it to this like somebody. I I I admire the fact that he's willing to do something most of us uh, probably don't have the guts to do, and that's to put your career on the line for something you stand for, regardless of how he's going about doing this, whether you agree with that or not. The fact that he's not taking a check from anybody um, because he believes in something firmly. And he, you know, I look at it as he's telling the NFL, look, if you're going to give me a shot, you're going to give me a shot as who I am, and you're going to take what comes with it. And I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, you know, it's his loss, to, it's, it's his fight to lose as far as the income, you know, and getting a job goes. And if that's the route... He wants to go again. I applaud the man because I know doggone well. Most of us, if our bosses were like, you know, if you if you you're that hardcore UGA, I can't, you can't work here. You know, and we're gonna be like, okay, all right, forget UGA, go Georgia State. <laughs> you know, whatever the case may be. Um, so, you know, it's tough to see you know all the back and forth and people with all their input. And the big, like I said, to me, the bigger picture is the fact that the man is putting his career on the line for uh, for something he believes in. And it's kind of sad that some of the people that he's putting his job on the line for, the people that uh, he represents, are kind of the ones that are giving him giving him the most business. You know. Gotcha. Okay. I appreciate you. We'll talk to yep. you next week, man. Have a good week. All right. Thank you. All you right, guys sir. do the same. Do All the right. Same. All right. Peace. So that is, once again, Damian Lewis with Prep Sports Nation covering everything you need to know in the GHSA, Georgia High School Athletic Association. Uh, let's go NHL. Uh, we'll start in the Eastern Conference. It's about a little over a quarter of the way now uh, for the uh, NHL. Right now, you got the Capitals leading the Eastern, uh, in particular the Metropolitan, at 64 and 5. Followed by the New York Islanders, 16, 3, and 2. 15, 8, and 1 comes in at Carolina. 12, 7, 4 is your Pittsburgh Penguins. The Flyers of Philly, 11, 7, and 5. Rangers, 10, 9, and 2. And Columbus is 9, 9, and 4. So everybody but the Devils at 500 or better in the Metropolitan. Uh, the Islanders at one point had gone on an 11-game winning streak, and that goes back uh, – to one of the streaks they had, I want to say in 83, where they had a long uh, winning streak and ended up winning the uh, uh, Stanley Cup at that particular point. It was a, um, a documentary out about it, about them leaving the area and how, you know, it just ruined the community and everything. But at, looking back at that Islanders, they were the they were like the Buffalo Bills of you know, just having solid teams back-to-back -back every year. But, you know, just only could pull out. I want to uh, Hey, they the Knicks. They pulled out. They the Knicks of hockey. No, they pulled hey, out. one one in the 73. Not they ain't seen nothing since. <laughs> Not since then, yes. We talk about New York teams other than the Yankees. Like, they have won stuff over and over again. But they went on that stretch run of winning – four or five in a row, and then you just go into, like, the bliss because um, it was like this um, – it was more about the guy who came over and took over as the president. 
He said he had money that he didn't have to buy the team, and that just yeah. ruined everything. But up until that point, they were I didn't I didn't mean to say Buffalo Bills. Um I meant as far as going, but they were actually winning. Yeah. Multiple um Stanley Cups back to back yeah. to back. Yeah, I mean, the Bills made the championships, you know what I mean? They lost, but <laughs> they, lost they won AFC championships. <laughs> you got to win one championship. But they were winning Stanley Cups, Cups though, yeah, yeah. which is different. Um, but that's the, the funny thing about hockey is how you can have one person come in and just disrupt everything that you have built and worked so hard for I to think, where I, the I, Islanders I, were more famous than any other team, well, outside I, of the Knicks at that point. I but, think that happens in every sport. <laughs> I wish, I wish something would happen to the owner of the Redskins right now. We're talking about one guy coming. I mean, coming. y'all up there taking selfies and can't come and take the final snap. Hey, listen. <clears throat> we won the Reds. <laughs> <laughs> we got a W, though. By any means necessary. By any means necessary, right? <laughs> <laughs> the time should have ran out. <laughs> you know, they did that man wrong. <laughs> but it's interesting. Um, so far, there have been more overtime games. Over, I think it's close to... Uh, 70 overtime games have happened uh, during the first quarter of the season, which is unheard of. I'm sorry, uh, close to 90 overtime games have happened during this uh, quarter of the season. And right now you got some of the the best, well, we'll get to, you know, the Western Conference when we discuss those, but some of the best players seem to be coming out of the West. But looking at the Atlantic, uh, Boston, the Bruins, 15-3-5. Florida, not, you know, they were known for what, that, Couple of years of being a solid team, mm-hmm. twelve seventy five. Canadians eleven seventy five. Maple Leafs eleven ten and four. Sabres eleven nine and three. Lightning eleven seventy two. And the Ottawa Senators eleven eleven and one. So again, it's it's tough in the East. You only got two teams you consider the, the doormats. Bottom. Yeah, Detroit Red Wings <laughs> and New Jersey Devils. Some of your some of your old school teams like New Jersey and Detroit. You know, basically ran the nineties. Yeah. And you know, as far as hockey hockey goes. But you what you're seeing is kind of a parody with all these teams bundled up. Mm-hmm. Um, which is uh, I think it's a good thing. Now I do know I wish I do know hockey wish that maybe some of the Canadian teams could can bubble can up. Bubble up you to would the like top. To, you would like to see some of that viewership, you know. Because there's only one leading their conference right now, that's a Canadian team. Everything else yes, is, is yeah. in the U.S. Yeah, correct. So, you know, but at the same time, with that being said, if the playoffs started today, you would have um, – Oh, they would be in, though. You would have some <laughs> You would have some Canadian teams in, you know, Toronto, uh, Winnipeg. So, um, who else? And then, of course, Montreal. Edmonton. I mean, Edmonton, Edmonton, I'm sorry, Edmonton, yeah. Yeah. So, you have some, but I know hockey would love to see – one of these Canadian teams kind of get back to powerhouse form. And who do you think it, they will want to see more? I so? thought it was going to be Toronto this season, based on how they, you know last season. I think Toronto's a bigger market, the big market, or at least Mo- or Montreal. Yeah, Montreal, but those I think, two. Yeah, but I think because of but all the success, overall that, Toronto, Toronto, because now you can say uh, NBA. They won the NBA championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the young lady from Toronto won Wimbledon. Yeah, so. The got six got a lot going got on lot right now. The six got a lot of players going on. So yeah, okay, that that would prove to be a successful year for them if they can have them at least make a deep run in yeah. the playoffs. 
uh, in the West Conference. St. Louis leading the Central, 14-5-5. You got the Dallas Stars, 14-8-2. Our famous Winnipeg Thrashers. Atlanta Jets. Yep, 14-9-1. 13-8-2 is Colorado. Nashville comes in at 10-9-3. My Black Hawks hanging on by a thread. We can talk about them, 9-9-5. Woo, sweating bullets over here. Almost not going to be talking about See what happens next yeah, week. We can't score. We're going to check in next I week. I don't know what the problem it. is. Uh, Tones, Kane, um, what's the young guy? Uh, I had John Wayne. Um, Tones and Kane's old. I know. Oh, I just lost his name. But, and then, because um, even the other night, they wanted to pull Crawford, the goalie for um, Lenhar. And I'm like, okay, you are giving up a few goals, but you got to score, though. This is... The, to win the game is called putting the puck put, you gotta put, in the basket. Yeah, you got to put so, points on the board. You got to put points up regardless. Granted, okay, defense is going to help you, but yeah. you got to score, and that's just not what Chicago is doing right now. But the Winnipeg Jets are looking real good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Winnipeg Thrashers. Sorry. Atlanta Jets. The Atlanta Jets, yeah. Uh, in the Pacific, uh, it was a big showdown uh, last night uh, with Edmonton. Um, Taking care of business and earning that top spot uh, over the Arizona, Arizona Coyotes. Excuse me. Sixteen seventy-three is Edmonton. Fourteen eighty-three <coughs> is Coyotes. Canucks at twelve eight and four. Vegas Golden Knights <coughs> at eleven ten and four. San Jose Sharks at twelve eleven and one. Calgary Flames at eleven twelve and three. Um, Anaheim Ducks. At 10, 11, and 3. <coughs> and then your LA Kings at the bottom. You won't talk about them. Right. At the bottom. You don't, you ain't above 500. You ain't above. So Minnesota Wild and LA Kings, whatever. Right. It's some games. Be, right. <laughs> if you look at both conferences, again, you got two teams that mm-hmm. are just the doormats, but it's not like they're. They're not, they're not, yeah. They're, they're not that far away from, from being yeah. 500. A good, a good week. They'll be above 500, and you have any one of the other teams right above them. In this case, Anaheim Ducks or Calgary Flames could be at the bottom. Bottom. Your your beloved Blackhawks or the Predators could be at the bottom. (laughs) You know, if they have a bad week. This seems to mirror the NBA to me, how you have a bunch of teams all right there together. And like you say, in a matter of a week, if you go or like we do in your last 10 games, you have a bad ten yeah, games. You go, you go five weeks, and five. You go four and six. You go from one to six. Yeah, yeah. And if you have a good week and go seven two and two, yeah. you go from seven to first. Mm-hmm. And the NBA is kind of mirroring that mm-hmm. a little bit. You got mm-hmm. a couple of teams that have shown their prowess and what they seem to be, but again, a rough stretch, mm-hmm. and you can be out of it. Or injury. Or injury, correct. Hey, this is DNA Sports Talk. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we got the rest of football to discuss. And I'll make our Monday night predictions. Let's get this man some water. This is DNA Sports Talk. <laughs> 100 A.M. Be right back. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee 
into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Don, the D and DNA. Make sure you check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through TuneIn Radio, iRadio Now, and iHeartRadio. And make sure you check out DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than just a Hawks, Falcons, or Braves fan, get the latest and greatest sports news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NCAA, and NFL news and highlights. Hey, I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judicial system, to the political world, <laughs> to the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. And now back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Once again, 404-603-8770 is the number to call in. Also live on Periscope, Facebook. Uh, we're going to dive back into our NFL. We were talking about the Carolina Panthers earlier with uh, Dr. James Morris Brown, uh, interim president. We saw that they were this close to beating uh, the Saints, which could have turned their season around. Was, like you mentioned, with a win last week and this one. Put them back, the back in the solid wild card. Huh? Correct. You know, they... Still had a ways to go, but like I said, the last two weeks they would have been a solid wild card. But um, they pretty much everybody in the NFC South now, the winner of the division gets in. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, starting with the NFC uh, East. East, yep. Winner gets in. Winner gets in. That was an ugly team. game yesterday, Cowboys oh, and you know, weather. Patriots. Yeah. Right. But you got to just. You got to run the ball out of Better. Run the ball better, I guess, will be the and thing. And don't give up on running the ball. It's one of those games where Zeke got to get 35 touches. Correct. 40-plus touches. 
and you wear them you down. down. When, and they. So I'm they got say, cute. Get out of my head. <laughs> Sometimes you, you, you got to get out of your own way and just football. do it. Football do is what football. you do best. And that's the perfect weather. Sometimes football weather will tell you what you need to do. What you need to do. And in that weather, you wasn't going to be slinging the ball around and, you know, and, and, and seeing if guys can, can catch up. Last time I checked, weather.com tell you wherever you're going, right, what the weather's going to be, doesn't it? So, Not just your local area. Yeah, so yeah. they knew the projection of what that game was going to be, you know, right? Just, just line, okay. up, line up, smash. And, and got one of the best offensive lines in football, too. It's not like they're not a running team, so they had to yeah. make a lot of adjustments. They just, like they're said, known for running a they, lot. They, they, they got cute. They, and there's no excuse for getting cute. In a game where, like you said, the weather and everything predicts that this is what you have to do. Right. So I, I I don't you know I mean listen I, we know Jason Garrett should, shouldn't shouldn't be a coach because the way he not got, a head coach the way he got the job and how he how he did weighed up under the bus weighed up under the bus for half the season or you know and then he got hired or whatever so you know but they've stuck with him this long so I, I don't you know. I was happy they lost last year. I I'm always happy when the Cowboys And y'all won. Lose. Y'all beat Detroit yesterday. Yeah, it was, I was surprised. I had them losing Detroit by three, and they won by, by three. three. <laughs> uh, who you got tonight? Baltimore uh, against the Rams. I got I got Baltimore. I, we were talking before we you know came back on air. It's the Rams. I can't put my thumb on what's wrong with them. Part of it is Super Bowl hangover. hangover. Part yeah. of it is you're getting everybody's best game because you made the Super Bowl last you year. You the NFC um, champs. And then uh, – they almost, and I'm going to probably get some flack on this, they don't have a superstar wide receiver either. As much as they want to talk about golf struggling and whatnot. You don't need a superstar wide receiver these days. If you got a legit um, two solid wide receivers, that's all you need. They the same. Coop and, and, and uh, their whole wide receiver core is the same. Like, I'll take Philly for an example. I'm, give me a slot guy. But you, I need a I need a big guy inside of twenty. You know what I mean? Out, uh, Brandon Cooks. You, you know what I mean? So Brandon Cooks and Coop, they're the same guy. So yeah, I can move the ball inside of twenty. But Cooks and Coop don't scare me when I get inside the well, red zone. Well, they should go to um guy we had on here the show, Josh Reynolds, some more. He's a bigger guy. Came out of Texas A&M. Yeah, they they, they got to do something. So I just feel that they don't have you know. They, 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 they're, they're missing something. It's, it's something that they're missing. I believe they're missing <coughs> a big wide receiver or a big tight end. You know, they're, they're, they're missing something. And then this year. Well, they got the, um, what's the tight end? He ain't good. Um, no. Um, uh, and they're another team. I don't know what they do well. I mean, they do a lot of things well, but I don't know what they hang, I don't know what they bread and butter is in this year. Like, I don't Their know identity. If, I, yeah, I don't know if they hand the rock off the girly and this is what they're gonna do. That's I don't know, what they should. I don't know if they wanna they're gonna step back every uh every game and put the ball in golf's hand. Like I don't know from week to week. Gurley should what be your do. focal point and then you play action off of him. So I, that's what they did last year. Yeah. Until but, I mean, granted, he got he, hurt and then CJ Anderson came, came in, in, but they were still run a running for, the, running team and then play action after yeah. that. So I, they just seem to be in flux this year. And then when you add all that other stuff on that we just talked about, <coughs> then you have a 6-16. Six what did the 49ers tell you last night? With their blowout victory of the Green Bay Packers. They for real? 
But who have they played? They tend. They lost to the Seahawks, right? Yes, in the division. You say in the division. Here's 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 the two. Here's but, the, have you, but they haven't played anybody. Yeah, here's, here's no, they the, haven't. Here's the two teams. Well, they about to play everybody these next four weeks. Exactly. They got, they got now we're going to see. Well, no, they beat Green Bay 8-2. They, 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 they trounced them. Then they got to go on the road to Baltimore. And yep. then they got the Saints. And, I mean, they're going to come to Atlanta to play a preseason game. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they get a bye week. They still got the Seahawks. They get a bye week. And then they got, yeah, they got the and Seahawks. And then they got the Rams. Game. Yeah. So, I mean, you can I go think these see. games will tell who they yeah. are. I, Not the first. 11. They 10-1. I give them this Green Bay game. I give them this one. But outside of that, I felt listen. I didn't see I, any, I, 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 I haven't seen anything for me to be confident. I'll say that. Here's, here's what I'm gonna say. But if you got home field and everything is gonna come it, through you. There's two things that worry me about San Fran. One of them is Kyle is is, is Shanahan. Because Shanahan is the reason why they lost the game to Seattle. He, he mismanaged the last the overtime <clears throat> and left Seattle with all that time. <clears throat> And it's Russell Wilson. I mean, this division game. I don't care, but even more so, you don't leave Russell. You 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 had a chance to either go home with a tie or right. leave, or leave Seattle with barely no time, and he left them with a minute or some odd time. So he, it sounds like you don't trust him either. Then. No, I don't trust Kyle Shanahan. I, he he's gonna be. He is I the forty nine. I, I know. I get you. I, I, <laughs> but I'm just saying, Shanahan. I I seen him in Washington. He, to me, he caused the he caused the Falcons Super Bowl and. The one loss they've had this year is because I don't know what it is about him. He mismanages. He doesn't respect the clock. I just have never seen a coach who feel right. like the, at some point the clock is your friend. And he ignores the So they the clock. beat Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, yeah. Pittsburgh, Cleveland Browns, the Rams, your skins, the Cardinals, the Panthers. So, again, that's Pan- not. They beat Panthers with a good, with a good win. Now, granted, Panthers lost the last two, but when they played the Panthers, that was almost a six and zero. They were almost, okay. they were five okay. and one, and, they, and they, you know that was the five and one, five and zero matchup or whatever. So okay, so that Panthers one yeah. is legit, and then they lost to the Seahawks, which I felt that they probably should have won that game. So I, I said, I, and then this uh, outside of last night's game, yeah, I'm yeah. About, so I, so I, I'm just saying, I I feel the legit. Do I have concerns? My concerns is. The head coach, and will he not get so arrogant and you know what I mean, and and do something stupid, get out of his own way, get out of his own way. And then the other thing about Garoppolo, Galapagos is Island. he is unlike some other quarter, like every quarterback. If you bring pressure to him, that's gonna bother him, right? But Garoppolo might get pressure for like two drives in a row, and then he feels the pressure's there for the rest of the game. Like so, I I, I feel if you can shake him. <laughs> You can get him shook early. He stays shook whether you bring pressure or not. Any That's just kind of what I see. Be effective if they if they're comfortable. If they're not having, but okay. So if you get pressure one series and then maybe two or three series later you get another one, they got enough time to sit in the pocket and, and I, be able to play action, hand the ball off, and I'm saying, make the right reads. I'm saying all you got to do with Garoppolo is give him pressure two series in a row, and he's going to think the pressure's there for the rest of the game. That's that's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. And I feel like the only two teams right now left going forward that's going to be able to do that is Seattle and Minnesota. I thought uh, Richard Sherman was crazy for going to San Francisco a couple years ago. I'm like, what did yeah, he, he see in San Francisco? Wrong. First of all, I thought Richard Sherman was over the hill. So, you know what I mean? I thought when he left the Legion of Doom, but, like, 
you, they've you, drafted a lot of great talent mm-hmm. by, by being sorry. You get yeah, yeah. top three picks every yeah. year, and they really built their defense. So now I see why he chose to go there gotta, because he saw the, the resemblance of the what, Seattle that he was at. Yeah. With that kind of defense. They got a front four. They got a front four. They got a decent linebacker, and then right. they're strong in the back end. And they're strong in the back end. So, I mean, but I'll take a front four over Before anything. back, yeah. Because if I, if I get pressure, my front four is going to give, going to make any cornerback look good. So, I got to now, if the quarterback got to throw the ball a second faster than he yeah. has to, that's going to make me look good if, I can, if I'm on my coverage the way I'm supposed to be. So, I mean... Am I am I ready to say San, San Fran's a top a top three team in the NFC? And and right because looking at it now, uh, they get in. Seattle will be a wild card. Uh, Saints will get in. That's winning the division. Mm-hmm. And then uh, whoever comes out of the NFC East, which Philly, even though they lost yesterday, they still in it. They only Dallas came lost. back. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas lost, they right? Basically, had, they had the NFC East when they won. But that NFC North, where you got Green Bay and Minnesota both sitting at 8-3 right now. Yes. That'll be the winner of yes. the division and the other wild card. Somebody's going to be 11-5, and 12-4 as a wild card out That's of the NFC tough. North, which is crazy. That's going to be tough. <laughs> uh, and have to go on the road. Yeah. As, That's, as, That's unfair. 11-5, 12-4, got to go on the road. And they probably going to wind up in Dallas. 12-4 playing a 9-7 Dallas. Or a well, you want to go to Dallas. Because it's indoors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I want to play Dallas. Period. I'm just saying the scenario is I'm a wild card right. team at 12 and four, and I probably got to win three uh, road games. A, I guess an eight and eight team. Possible eight and eight, nine and seven team. I got to win three Maybe road nice. games. You know what I mean? Right. With that kind of record. Yeah. Oh, that'd be crazy. I mean, even Seattle would have to go on the road. Because it well, we'll know the head to head at the end of the year. Well, Seattle still has a chance to win the, the win correct. The West. They still have a chance. Because they have one head to head. And if I'm betting, if I'm, if I'm betting everybody, the the two places I don't want to go, Seattle and Green Bay. I don't want to play in the tundra, and I don't want to play up in that in that that the Northwest. Northwest. You know what I mean? I, if I, you know, give me a dome team, uh, Saints, Cowboys, Minnesota, or if I gotta go to San Fran, that's still out west. You know what I mean? It's still going to be decent weather, but I don't want to be up in Seattle, and I don't want to be in Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that one. Um, in college football over the weekend, it was only one real game to talk about. Ohio State, well, two. Ohio State, uh, Penn State, Ohio State held on the win. So does that mean that it's left up to Ohio State and that's it? Who who has a chance to get in the college football playoff? As far as the big, as far as the big, out team, of big team, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they got they got to win their um, they got to win the Big Ten championship. They can't lose that. They can't take a loss. No. Because just the respect is still not there for the Big Ten. You know, whether that's right or wrong, it's not there. Don't go down that road tonight. But whether it's right or wrong, the respect is not there for the Big Ten. So they can't afford to lose, whether it's a close game or not. They can't afford can't to lose. Yeah. Uh, the other big game was Oregon getting beat by Arizona State. Congratulations, Herm. But there goes, there goes, no, there goes Pac, Pac-12. Pac-12 having a chance to get in. Correct. Oregon had to win out. Mm-hmm. Because there was even talks of, Depending on this coming weekend's Auburn Alabama game, how that one loss, uh, how that one loss would affect Oregon if yeah. they were the Pac-12 champs. Yeah, yeah. Haven't seen they lost to Auburn in the last drive. Depending yeah. on what Alabama would do, but I yeah. think they would have taken Oregon as a Pac-12 champion, champion yeah. before they yeah. took. You you Alabama. were you would be what twelve and one, and you won twelve straight. And one loss would have been to probably the 
second or third runner up in the in the what's considered to be the SEC West, the best right side of a conference in the country. That's not a bad loss at all, especially if Auburn winds up beating, beating Alabama. Right. You know. Uh, so this weekend is the Iron Bowl. We'll be down back in Auburn uh, once again. Game time, sports bar and grill. Over on Opelika Road, about a mile from the campus, broadcasting live, 3.30 Eastern Time. We'll reserve our, our predictions uh, until that point, so make sure you tune in. But we will go into some other games. How you like Florida against Florida State? Florida. Uh, Ohio State against Michigan. Ooh. Where's that? They in the big house or they um, in the big house? In the horseshoe. In the big house. In the big house. I would like to say this is hard boss. <laughs> he got a winner. He gonna be oh, for a job. But I just don't. I you know how do you, I mean Michigan's gonna be looking like Georgia. You know how do you fire a guy that's nine and four? You know, uh, you know, wins the bowl game. You know, possibly. How do you? Like, who do you replace him with? But um, I'm going. Um, Ohio State has to win out. The Big Ten wants to, you know, have a there. So I, I think that Ohio, means they would have to beat Minnesota. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm going to Ohio State. I'm going to Ohio State. Okay. Uh, South Carolina got any chance of beating Clemson? No. 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 Georgia Tech any got any chance of beating no. Georgia? And I know it's a rivalry <laughs> game. No. 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 So, Matter of fact, go back to Clemson. And I hate to say this, Clemson has to wear South Carolina out just so people leave them alone, <laughs> and two that they 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 won't wind up in the four seed. And get dropped. And you know what I mean? They're like, undefeated. I don't think they'll get dropped. And where they've been at all year. <laughs> they've been two or three. No, they've been it was four. They were four a couple of weeks ago. If I'm they're not three. mistaken. They, they were three. They, no, they've they been three. They've been three. They've been three. I'm not saying It cannot be a close game, huh? It cannot be a close game. Like I I I'm I, almost, I thought they would take into consideration this is a rivalry. Plus, South Carolina has beaten Georgia earlier this year. And it's so in William it's Bryce. Like, it's on the road. It's on the road. On so. the road, you know what I mean? So, but they got to, they got to drill. <laughs> they got, Clemson has to, and I and I believe the difference that I say about Georgia and what you're going to see about, as far as coaches, the mindset, mm-hmm. the difference that you will see. And Kirby is happy, talking about Georgia, he's happy with winning the game. He's not really concerned about style points or whatever. No, because He's, you can see that offense yeah. in the against the Auburn and against uh, A and M in the second half. That offense went away. I, so he he is yeah. happy about I, win, move forward, yeah. win win in advance. It's like the NCAA tournament yeah, I, in I, basketball. I, for that's him. not how win they, in advance. But that's not how things play out. Yeah. Well, they're number four right now, so that he can afford to win I in just, advance. We gonna see that. We don't think that way. Dabble going to have 28 at the half, and he's going to be going for 56 at the end of the game. Now, if not, if not. <laughs> my top four right now would be one LSU, two Ohio State, three Clemson, and four would be Alabama. Only because Alabama's loss was to a number one ranked team, whereas Georgia was to an uh, unranked South Carolina. And granted, they beat um, Florida. the Auburn team. They beat a Florida, Florida team yeah. that's ranked. They beat a Notre Dame team that's ranked. But your loss... I get your you. loss was your, to an unranked team. Your loss knocks out. Your loss knocks knocks one of them three losses down. It don't knock the other no, two. No, no, not the you other know two. what I mean? Like, so who would your top four be right now? The way it is now, uh, with Georgia being four. L- yeah, LSU one. LSU one. Ohio State two. If Clemson runs sideline like I think they're going to do, then I have Clemson at two, Ohio State at three. Because I think the Chicago, I think the Michigan Ohio State game is going to be closer than what people think it's going to be. 
and then um, I keep Georgia at four. Georgia has three top ten wins. I get it, but they lost South Carolina, so now they got two top ten wins. I only I only take away one oh, of those. Come on, I only that guy, that guy, take away two wins. No. Come and on, then, and then I go then I go to who has Alabama played all year this year? No, I know, I you know get it. I, mean? I like, get it. Who, like get they it. have it, but at least they've been winning by. If you go to that point, they've been beating everybody. They played by thirty. I get you. I get you, but. You still, now, you now, still somewhere in there got to win. You got looking. You, you got to have at least one other top. I'm just 10. saying right now. Now going forward, I wouldn't because I think without two of their totally different teams, so I wouldn't even want. Well, maybe I, I would want to put them in there. And I, let, them, let their heads get handed to them. I got them. I got them at five, and I don't want to say what I feel like possibly might happen this coming weekend. But yeah, I got I, I got them at five. Whether they win or lose, I don't. I think the game is going to be close. It's not going to give me any credence to have them jump Georgia. Um, so uh, it's it's still going to be everybody has their own destiny in their hand. Uh, 14-0. Right. Baltimore. Yeah. Listen, like I said, I don't know what it is about. I don't know what it is about the Rams this year. They're a good team. They're going to probably wind up eight and eight. You know, I think a combination of all those things. People, you know, uh, hunting for them. Super Bowl hangover, um, some injuries early with Gurley, not having an identity of how you want to play. And again, I believe that they need to get bigger at the wide receiver because they can move the ball in between the 20s, but you get down in the in the, in the the red zone, you, you, you got to have some size on the wide out. Yeah. Uh, speaking of running backs, congratulations to Frank Gore, number three all-time running back list. Play long enough. <laughs> and I, I to Frank Lewis too, but I'm man, just he's so dirty, man. <laughs> low down, man. It was good to see the tributes come out. I like from, Frank. I from my like Barry Sanders, Thurman Thomas, um, yeah. uh, Jim Kelly. You know those type of players. Yeah. But third all time, automatic Hall of Famer. I, oh yeah, man, Hall of Famer. Actually, I but it takes a. I mean, you you kid about playing so long, but to play running back. For that long, that's a skill. That's a skill. It's yeah. big no, time. I, uh, I actually think he's um, he's probably one of the main reasons why Buffalo is eight and three, just because he the, it, it, they seem to they seem to have the same uh, characteristic that his personality is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he like he's a he's an offensive guy, but he has a defensive mindset. You know what I mean? So and they they and that again, the quarterback's best friend is a running back. So Josh Allen, I know loves him. I know I can turn around and hand the rock off, off hand the rock off to him, and you know it takes the pressure off me having to go out there and win games with my arm. So he, Josh Allen's asked to make ten to twelve throws a game. Don't screw it and up. Don't, and, 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 yeah, <laughs> and don't screw it up. Yep. That's pretty much what he has to do. Uh, let's go to the NBA before we get out of here. Um, looking at the Eastern Conference, Milwaukee Bucks. Sitting the top thirteen and three, got the Celtics sitting at eleven and four. Um, hopefully, Kimba Walker will come back healthy. Had a real bad scare there. Um, looked like he jammed his neck basically, yeah. and had. Uh, I think all the reports seem like he'll he will be okay. He's just got to sit out for a little while. But again, I was saying Boston could be that sleeper team because well now Brad Stevens does the most with the least. Well now I want to see if my cousin. Jalen Brown Jaylen earn Brown. that money. He's been stepping right, he up. Got, he got, he got, got to now. Up. You know what I mean? Him and Tatum, but Jalen got to Tatum, earn. Tatum's been you know, stepping up. They got to earn that. He got to earn that that that, that contract. That now. contract now. Um, Ain't no like, excuse. <laughs> yeah, it's a log jam. Two through five. Uh, all of them eleven four. Oh, sorry, Philly is eleven and five. The Toronto Raptors. That's the team I'm surprised. Yeah, about yeah. So far, 
I didn't. I listen. thought it would have been lower to the to to, to the bottom. So you got to give uh, you got to give the coach some credit. Scott but you got to give um, you got to give um, Van Fleet, Fleet and Siakam. I always say that when, I, like you said, that jump shot. I would give Larry is who I really got to give more credit. Literally, Siaka could be the most improved player and MVP. No, no, I wouldn't. you think about I it. I understand that, but it only takes one guy to screw it up, and it's Lowry. Lowry always, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> He's gotten past that, apparently. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's who I'm most improved with is, 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 is Kyle Lowry. So. Um, like when champion Kyle Lowry. Lowry. We can say yeah, that. right. They call the man a champion. <laughs> uh, Brooklyn Nets, uh, seven seed right now. Playoffs were the start. By where he's supposed to be at. Eight and eight. Um, a lot is being talked about, you know, your boy, uh, Kyrie not, you know, fitting in too well in this Brooklyn Nets. He's a head case. And I want to see when they get the second head case, which is probably the KD. best scorer in the world, next KD, year. next year. Two head I, cases. I, do you bring KD back for the playoffs if you're in the playoffs? No. No? No. You wasn't going to win championship this year? No. 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 Even though the East... No. Outside of no, no, Milwaukee. no, no, no. You know, you already know how I feel about heel, heel, heel. Okay. So if he ain't learned nothing about coming back early, now granted the championship round or whatever, I, I, I definitely understand going out there and seeing if you can win three in a row and whatnot. But those to me are extreme circumstances. If he had gotten that injury in the first round, you know, or late in the season. Then that's different. Then that's different. But you get it hurt doing the playoffs and so in the series and whatnot. I, I can understand. You know, second so round. I just, mean, championship just round. Just let them go. Let them go. So, um, <clears throat> but no, I'm. You know, back to Serena, back to Tiger, back to any everybody. Anybody. I'm always get healthy. Get healthy completely. completely. So you okay with Kawhi then? Because you know it's it's been rumored or talked about. He doesn't like to play unless he's fully healthy. Have, listen, you got to so bring. The, so the whole load management thing is it's, it's not to somewhat is load management, but he doesn't want to play unless he's hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Has he has he won two rings, three rings? We yeah. got two and two in San Antonio, right? Did he get two in San Antonio? No, he got one. No, he, no, got, he got two got rings. Obviously, in yeah. Toronto. I thought he got. I, I thought he had, he had two. two so, and, uh, one, one MVP, and then you know. I think one the other year. Yeah, and then now one. So he got three rings, and he learned that load management. You can fuss about him all he want. You got tutored by the best who created load management. Pop and pop, and then he sat by and then he played with Duncan, who they load managed. Mm -hmm. You know, before it was popular. Yeah. So I think there's something to both sides of the load man load management argument. Number one, I understand the fans come to see their favorite players, mm -hmm. regardless of what team they're on. They come to see players more so now yeah. because players are driving the NBA. Yeah. The other thing, too, is I think they play so much AAU ball and they travel so much and they play so much before they even come into the NBA. That's why they get hurt so easily. So you played, back in the day, you didn't have the kind of travel in the games that AAUs were doing. So a guy who came in during the 80s and 90s and early 2000s could play 80 games a season. But, they now, see but now you're playing AAU, well, I don't know, be generous, um, 40 games a year or so. So you're putting more wear and tear and minutes on your body at such a young age that when you come into your one or two years of college and then the NBA, you've already played 
there's, the equivalent of three or four well, seasons. You blaming AAU. I'm going to I'm say, not blaming. No, I'm no, just no, saying. I mean, I mean not you, blaming, but you put teams that. I'm not, even, so much. I'm not going to AAU. I'm going to say if you went to a, a decent D1 school and stayed there more than two years. That's 80 games. That's 80 games. That's not counting the tournament. So, you know what I mean? That's, so, no, that's 30. But, you, they okay, play roughly 30, 30 34 games in the, in the regular season, then you another get a 10 few games. games in there. Yeah, so, so let's say 90 so, games. Okay, between if, if two years. Two years, 90 games. I am still a, not a proponent of having these professional guys play play for the for the Olympics. So now I got to throw that in this year round. Now if I go to a good team and I, I'm a superstar, I got playoffs. So you talk about somebody like Kyrie. He's been, and you talk about LeBron James, but Kyrie, I mean not Kyrie, uh, Kawhi, his, his, what, five years at San Antonio, he was to the Western yeah, Conference, of, Western Conference, to the, you know, other than yeah. that one year he sat out, or two years he sat out. He's been to the conference, playoffs, conference finals, NBA finals, another right. year. You got to practice for. The they don't Olympics. practice no more, though. Well, you got to, you know. They, they have shoot around. They don't really practice, practice no more. So, you know, <laughs> I feel if you if you a guy now, if you five, five to seven years, eight years into the league, and you a star, a superstar, and you've been on good teams, I have no problem with you low management because you've earned it. You've earned the right. You know what I mean? Now, if you were a Devin Booker <laughs> with uh, the Phoenix, Phoenix Suns and your season is over, you know what I mean? You packing up a month before the season's out because you so far, you know what I mean? You're not, you're not so playing. So anybody three years or less should be trying to play Correct. 82 games. Yes. Huh. yes. But I'm saying even those guys, you know, that are – We'll say three years in the league like Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Imagine how much a, a oh, yeah, yeah. AAU played yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff he's played. Right, yeah. He's played a lot more games than he should have. So, again, I understand both sides. Yes, I want to come see my favorite player, but then I understand, too. And I, then, again, everybody like, well, we, you get paid so much. You're a freak of nature. Yeah. You have a talent that nobody else yeah. has. So you deserve to be compensated for your talent. Yeah. But again, if I want to go further in the playoffs, if I want to remain healthy, even outside of basketball, just for my family or whatever, I'm you can't play every single night, especially yeah. back to backs. Yeah. I mean, so I, I have I think the two things I want to see, I'm not right now a proponent of them making the season less. I am Which maybe, is what they're proposing. They I'm want not, to make I'm it not, seventy-eight games yeah. and then they want to have a uh, a tournament during the middle I, mid season. I, I'm, I'm like start the season earlier, so you can eliminate having the back to back games that give guys more rest in in the season. Start start the season and that you guys. But you season. ended in ju- almost July. It feels like mid well, June is where well, yeah, the, the finals are. But I'm saying you start the season earlier. You can in what you September? Because it's starting in October now. So start in September. I'm talking about three. That's weeks. no time off. Yeah, if you make the finals. If you made the finals, and that's listen, you you have no time and, off. And every sport because you won a championship, there's something that you lose. So like the New England, if you made the Super Bowl, you pick last. Right. You know what I mean? So listen, I, I there's, there's got to be a trade off. So that's what the NBA has proposed: them drop down to 78 games, and they want to have this mid-season uh, round robin tournament where one plays 16, and you know you I, have that during the season. I, I, no, I'm not. I even don't understand. I think they, I think they're doing great with viewership and having the fans, but I think that is too much of a gimmick. Start the unless season unless you did it during All Star. Yeah, start the season, but then you want to give those guys a break yeah. too. I can start the season earlier, 
and then that way you can extend the, extend out the games in between so guys can have extra time of rest and recovery. And then so basically, you are going to year round schooling. Close so to you don't get the, then, so you got these long breaks and, for and then Columbus change. Day and Veterans Day and, and then I mean that's fine fall I mean, break you they get a whole it, week they do it now we didn't get we didn't get a, we didn't get a whole week <laughs> off for of Thanksgiving I know we got somebody right behind us <laughs> in, in the studio now got a week we got four days three <laughs> uh, Thursday Friday that Wednesday Thursday Friday that's yeah, Wednesday it. was half a day yeah. uh, and then Thursday Friday now was that you back at it on Monday. So now they get a whole week, and they just had two days off two weeks ago. But, um, but, and I would, I would change the format to the playoffs. Oh, that that was the other thing. Correct. I, they I want would, they in the conference finals. They're going to reseed. I, I would, I would. So change. the top four teams will be reseeded. Yeah, I, I would, I would do that. I think so that, that you had the two best teams, yeah, not yeah. just someone from the east, someone from the west, yeah. so that everybody so far is thinking it's going to be Lakers and Clippers. So. If those are the two teams left in the the West against, yeah. we'll say Milwaukee, and yeah. uh, right now it would be uh, Boston, then we'll more than likely reseed and hopefully and get fine. Lakers versus Clippers and I, and, or whatever. And, and that'll be fine. Or and whoever I, wins and out. I, and I think that would be more exciting, especially since they're not going to go back and change the first round to five games. So you're going to wind right. up you're going to wind up giving the better teams the opportunity, the opportunity to win anyway. Right. So you might as well change the whole thing as far as at the conference finals. At, yeah. Situation. So, uh, speaking of Western Conference right now, Lakers looking great, fourteen and two. Denver twelve and three. Clippers at twelve and five. And um, Luka Doncic is putting on a show right now. Got Dallas sitting at eleven and five at a four seed. I ain't gonna even start that Luka versus Trey. Now I will say this: I am, <laughs> I am disappointed in the the start. I mean, the Hawks started off with three and zero. And then Trey got hurt, and they haven't seemed to be the same. He got hurt. I mean, they haven't had John Collins because of for twenty five games games, because of the The failed test. test, That was so. I mean, seemed to be bogus, but it is what it is. And uh, the shooter Herder has been out uh, going on six games, so they like in a seven game losing streak right now. But again, look who they played: the Lakers, the Clippers. They beat they beat they beat Beat Denver Denver on that one strip stretch. Then they come home and had Milwaukee and Toronto. Yeah. So you're playing all the teams that are not just playoff teams, but top four. Top five, yeah. In East Conference. In East Conference, yeah. right. So I know, I'm just disappointed, <laughs> though. I, I mean, I need like two two big wins, not just one. You um, get your full team back, and then we'll see. Well, they did the same thing last hopefully, year. Hopefully, they ain't too late, though. Yeah, that's true. That's the problem. But they it's have, the East. I think that they, they, they have got four and twelve, and that's you know they, they building a hole. Building a hole might be a little bit too deep to climb out of. Yeah, but I think once Collins gets back, and but then you got to give him games, get rhythm though. Yeah, but Jabari Parker has stepped in nicely and played. Got to get him some vibrating for them knees. <laughs> he has, he has no lift. I like Jabari, but he has. You can tell he has. He been dunking on cats. Yeah, two hand a little. Bit. Oh my god, he's dogging the man. <laughs> I dogging him. I just say he just lost his knees a little bit. <laughs> Let's go Hawks. I want to be the. Play- I want to go to a playoff a game. Playoff this year. game here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> Not on the road. Don't yeah, want to go yeah. to Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or <laughs> Miami or something. Miami, right. Yeah, I'm going to go here. Here. <laughs> hey, this, um, once again, this Saturday, 3.30 Eastern Time is Auburn, Alabama, Iron Bowl, down at Game Time Sports Bar and Grill, uh, 8.65 Oak Black Road. Yeah. I think it is, but we'll post that. Uh, once again, thank you to Dr. Kevin James. President of Morris Brown for coming in. If you want to donate and help out, go to morrisbrown.edu. 
and the dollar cash sign, app. Dollar, cash app is dollar sign restore Morris Brown. Yeah, we're going to have some more to talk about, hopefully, uh, when it comes to HBCUs and things of that nature. Uh, but make sure, if you missed anything, you follow DNA Sports Talk on. Twitter. DNA Sports Talk on. Facebook. DNA Sports Talk on. Snapchat. DNA Sports Talk on. Instagram. Reach us directly. DNA Sports Talk at Gmail. Our website. www.dnasportstalk.com. Bye. Besides Saturday, catch us back here next Monday. On WWE 1100 AM. See y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so.